Hi everybody, Duncan here with my weekly roundup of posts and conversations on uh, From Poverty to Power. I'm also just wrapping up my visit to Mexico, which has been totally fab, uh, fascinating. I've got lots of stuff to share with you in the week or so, um, including a good podcast with Ricardo Fuentes, who runs Oxfam Mexico, about the big political transition here, and some other good conversations and blogs. Okay, on to the posts. So Monday, as usual, I did links I liked. Um, <clears throat> got into a bit of trouble with this one. I had a very nice, I thought, video uh, with, with a bunch of older people, actors, uh, older actors, explaining to young people why they shouldn't vote. And it's a kind of reverse psychology thing, saying, you know, we're basically a bunch of nasty old people keeping all the power and resources, so we don't want you to vote. Which is fine as a kind of uh, publicity stunt to get young people to register. But as Mark Gorman pointed out on the blog, it reinforces all sorts of really terrible stereotypes about old people not being politically progressive and just being selfish as anything. And uh, so I did feel a bit bad about that. Um, Tuesday, Max Lawson from Oxfam International did something unusual for Max, which he was, he was um, complimentary about a bunch of governments. He was covering the new uh, Oxfam Commitment to Reducing Inequality Index. The second time we've done this, we're trying to do it every year covers 157 countries, it's a massive exercise, and it's trying to assess their policy commitments on spending, taxation and labour rights. And Max was uh, looking at some of the ones that stand out as doing rather good stuff over the last year, which is some you know, welcome good news. He singled out South Korea, President Moon, um, for progress on the minimum wage and taxing rich people and, country, uh, and companies. And he singled out President Jokowi of Indonesia for sort of similar progressive actions. So quite an interesting piece, I thought. On Wednesday, Ayo Ajabodi, uh, Ojabodi, sorry, from the University of Ibadan, who I met at the recent IDS conference, uh, had a really nice piece, which got a lot of people talking, about the Bring Back Our Girls movement. He's been studying that as part of the IDS uh, research program we're involved in. Um, and he, he's charted how a, what was meant to be a one-day protest in 2014, after those 200 schoolgirls were kidnapped by Boko Haram, um, has turned into a movement that is still going strong. And two of the things they've identified as success factors, it's morphed picking up new issues around human rights. So it's kind of bring back our girls plus and then whatever's just happened. But the other one, which I think is quite challenging for organisations like Oxfam, is that they refuse to take money from donors, whether they're foreign or Nigerian. And they uh, rely on sort of um, small amounts of money and in-kind support. And it's basically run on a shoestring. So that was uh, that got people very interested on in the comments uh, section. On Thursday, Emily Brown, Rebecca Haynes, and Tam O'Neill got stuck in. Emily's from Oxfam. Uh, Rebecca Haynes and Tam O'Neill are from Care International, and they've got a really good paper out on um, the problem with political economy analysis. So political economy analysis is, ter is terribly fashionable in the weird world that I live in, and it means you're looking at the sort of combination of political and economic power which shapes what policies are adopted and what are not. And the point that Emily, Rebecca and Tam were driving home was that there is a massive and debilitating blind spot on gender in PEA, um, which means that the PEA itself is nowhere near as good because it's ignoring this major axis of power and exclusion. Um, and they come up with some very sensible uh, ways to fix it. So I think that got, again, quite a lot of comments, quite a lot of interest. And then on Friday, just to, you know, for a bit of light relief, I did one of my periodic, oh my God, I can't stand it, I'm in a conference again, posts. Um, 
And I just sometimes I feel like I'm going a bit crazy when I'm in conferences. You know, I go through big mood swings. I, I don't quite start muttering to myself, but I'm getting there. Um, and so I just wrote a post about how do you actually survive conferences? What do you do to get through them? For example, do you socialize with people in the evenings, even if you know that that means you're going to be absolutely wasted the next day? Do you um, go running in the morning, as I try to, when you know that that means you'll go to sleep after lunch? Do you try and listen to really annoying people on the assumption that they, even though they're annoying, they may have something useful to say? Or do you just kind of harbour your strength and energy and just do your emails when people are being annoying or boring? These are the sort of crucial conference survival skills that no one teaches us. And you just kind of develop your own version as you go along. So again, once again, it's been a very chatty week on the blog. A lot of people getting stuck in. So I will be back next week, hopefully with some stuff on Mexico, but I've already got a pile of posts already uh, ready to go. Uh, talk to you then. Bye.